everybody. Oh, God, that was a hot open. Welcome, everybody, to Confidently Insecure, the podcast where we're absolutely sure we don't know everything. Hey, are you following us on Twitter or Instagram? It's at ConfidentlyPod. You can DM me there, tell me what you want me to ask my guests, or give me ideas for stuff to talk about. What do you want to know? Have you rated us? Judge me. Do your worst. Five stars. Please, I'm sensitive. Uh, this episode is the lovely, intelligent, brilliant Hannah Hart. Um, I had a plan for what I was going to talk about her with. We were going to talk about her wedding. She's recently engaged to a friend of mine. She, we were going to talk about mental health because she has an incredible mental health podcast. We were even going to talk about her book. But I threw all of that shit out the window and we dived into talking about a book that she recommended to me called The Defining Decade, which is all about why your 20s are actually the most important decade of your life. I thought it was all going to be bullshit, and I read it in like two days, and my mind was blown. Highly recommend it. So that's what you're going to get. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hannah Hart. Gosh, Hannah Hart is with us, ladies and gentlemen, and all in between. We all know her as the OG YouTuber, two-time best-selling author, host of her very own Food Network show, wow. and now host of an Ellen TV, Ellen Tube? Ellen Tube. Ellen Tube show yeah. called uh, A Decent, Decent Proposal. Proposal. Yep, 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 Welcome yep, yep. to Confidently Insecure. Thanks so much for doing this. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was uh, it was a total blast to have you on Analyze oh, This. Your podcast. My podcast. That you should go listen to. We talked about a lot of stuff. We talked about a lot of stuff. We got real, and then we both... Went, went away from the real and then yeah. went back and we kept touching on it and then running the Comedy. other way. It's perfect. It's it was crazy perfect. how that works. It was one of my favorite episodes. Are you enjoying podcasting? It was one of your favorite... I almost just stepped on you complimenting me. It was one of your favorite episodes. <laughs> yeah. I making, just making sure we got that on. It's true. It's true. It's one of my favorite episodes of Analyze <laughs> This. Um, I think like... I think that there's a sincerity and a vulnerability, but then also a, a lighthearted casualness oh, that you had God. that I just really just enjoyed. Keep yeah. it going. Yeah, it was great, man. Well, I admire you a lot. You know that. I don't need to compliment your dick hard, but <laughs> you know how much I like you, and I think you're a hard worker, and I admire your um, career path and personal path. I have to say that uh, one of the fa- the things that I really enjoyed during that was when you said, wow, if I had all the same stuff going on, I would be such an asshole. <laughs> it's true because I don't know how you maintain your niceness to people. Like, you, you're a boss when you need to be. Yeah. And you know how to get shit done. Like, I've seen you go on other people's sets and, like, fix their problems, <laughs> you know? Like, especially at BuzzFeed or, or wherever you've done stuff, I've seen you, like, fix other people's problems, which I don't know how you have the bandwidth to do. We were just talking about how, like, energy is very precious mm. and you have a thing that you need to go to later tonight that you need to have energy for mm. so let's keep today's pot at like a nice middle six <sighs> should we take like a group breath yeah we did yeah listeners if you're in your car at home whatever you're doing let's god i just got hard that was nice that was good that was a good one i love to breathe Breathing is important, and it's the easiest thing to de-stress us, and we forget to do it all the time. But it makes me want to fall asleep. I'm like, Does uh, it? Yeah. Sometimes mm. I take deep breaths, and I'm like, I'm sleepy. Are you one of those people that's sleepy all the time? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. You had your thyroid checked? Uh, no, but I did just go and do a sleep study. Oh, yeah. You talked about mm-hmm. that on your YouTube channel, .com slash Wow. Super <laughs> fan. Super fan. It's embarrassing. I'll tell you the trick to... Um, not being an asshole. It's uh, every day I, I think about the fact that one day the sun envelops the earth. Mm. 
you know? It's and it's beautiful. It's so, yeah, it's like, yeah, you know. None of this fucking matters. It, or it all matters. Whoa. I was just at a, a writing class the other day where she's a very, like, high-profile showrunner exec, like, makes TV show. Like, every TV show you've seen, she makes it. Oh, my God. And she basically was like, whenever you're having a hard day with, like, writing or production or, like, someone's annoying you on set or whatever, just remember that, like, none of what we do fucking matters. Like, get a friend. Her best advice was get a friend who's, like, a doctor or yeah. something. Because she's like, my best friend is, like, a... Uh, a neonatal surgeon or something for babies and she's like whenever she's having a bad day and she calls me it's because someone's baby died and when I call her it's because I can't figure out how this love connection's gonna play out this episode and I'm like damn that's a pretty good that's really good yeah unless we're do- unless you're doctor listeners it doesn't fucking matter I have a friend that works with um, uh, she's a speech pathologist working with people with like head traumas or kids who are born without certain parts of their brain wow. connected right and I'm just like wow you're a saint. You're a saint. You're, that's why they get God complexes. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'd love to have a doctor on here. This is uh, Confidently Insecure, the podcast, where we're absolutely sure we don't know everything. And the reason why I brought you on, dear Hannah, is because you are so smart in so many different ways. Like, you are smart beyond what your career path is. I'm just going to – this is just going to be an hour of me complimenting you. I'll but take it. I had sent your manager some topics to talk about, and then I trashed all of them because Ooh. I thought of something so much better this morning. Oh so we're God. going a little rogue here. Oh, I love it. We were originally going to talk about your wedding planning. Yeah. Because that can be so stressful right. and it's big business. It's almost like big pharma in a mm. way, and I knew uh. you were going to love those connections. Mm. I also want to talk about your mental health because if you're mm. a podcast, analyze this. I want to talk about chronic pain, which mm. we both share in common, jaw pain. But then I remembered when I did your podcast – the other day, you told me about a little book called The Defining Decade, Decade, which is why your 20s matter and arguably why they are the most important years of your life. And I was complaining about my life and how I'm just a disaster and still lost, even though I, you know, claim to be confidently insecure. And you were like, you have to read this book because everything you're talking about in some shape or form gets answered. So, like, where did you hear about this book? I heard about this book, uh, The Defining Decade, from, um, and by the way, first of all, I have to say that uh, thanks for going rogue, because oh, it yeah? lit a spark in me. <laughs> oh, I was like, ooh, it's not those. We've bumped up to a seven. I'm always like, I'm always like, people are like, well, here are all the questions, everything we're going to talk about. I'm like, stop showing me things. <laughs> yeah, you want to be surprised. Now it's just going to be boring. Yeah, well, you're like a high profile celeb. We can't just like throw questions at you. Because oh. what if I was like, what's your sex life like? And then you're like, duh, 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 <sighs> what is my sex life like? <laughs> like me, as a friend, I mm. feel like we can talk about that. But then I forget, like, this is also listened to by millions, millions of people. Millions and no, millions of millions people. Yet. But, like, you're, I feel like you're good at the... Sex. Yeah. That's what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, defining decade. So the book. <clears throat> to return to that question, yes. the question that you asked, mm. um, Mike Green... A.K.A. John and Hank's dad. John mm. Green, Hank's green wow, dad. Wow, that is a really cool connection. Told me, Hannah, you should read this book. Wow, and how old is that, sir? That, sir, is a man, a grown, grown daddy <laughs> a grown man. grown adult daddy, daddy man. man. Granddaddy man, <laughs> you know? Daddy man is such a gross he's term. A, I don't know, I think he's a young, in his early 60s. Okay, maybe? and he told you about this book about why your 20s matter. Now, you're yeah. not tw- in your 20s any longer. No, I am 32. I am rounding out. Uh, Excuse me, sorry. This is like uh, anxiety burp from us running late. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I'm rounding out into my 20s, and I still found this book to be incredibly valuable. Wait, you looked it up? I read it. <gasps> this was like five days ago that I saw you. 
I love I loved it. Oh, Kelsey. Hannah just grabbed my hand and it was nice. Oh my god, I'm so happy to hear that. Well, I looked up her TED Talk. So the book is written by this woman named Meg J. Yep. She's a PhD yep. in psychology and she specializes in people in their 20s. And so she gives a really good TED Talk. And she she kind of just looks like a a white lady, like yep. a basic white bread mom. I haven't I don't know what she I haven't no, like like um, envisioned her in my mind. Oh, don't! I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, but for those of you who don't want to read a book, is the TED Talk mm-hmm. pretty good? It's great. It it just kind of gives like the key points that she highlights in her book. So yeah. what I did was I wrote down some of my favorite sections, and mm. I wanted to like discuss some of it with you because yeah. I feel like you have got it figured out. And I know people hate it when you say that because it's like, no, everybody has their thing. But like, you're so confident in your uh, pre- like your presence is so confident. Mm. I feel like you'll have a lot to say about these certain sections of the book. Yeah. I mean, I think that I I would I can't wait to hear that. Mm. And also like I have what I like I have my own perspective of myself mm. sorted. Good. That's, you know, that's, I guess, it. That's like a self-actualization. You People usually don't hit that shit till later in life. Or they're in their 50s and they're like, why did I have an affair and abandon my family? <laughs> oh, wait. Like, Let me trace back. Yeah. Well, it's good that you, you've, you've, you're more self-aware than the most. Well, and I feel like this book forces people to look at themselves in a way that I, for sure, in my early 20s, had no capability of doing unless someone sat down and told me to do I, so. So far, I'm very much enjoying my 30s. Your oh. 20s are uh, Couldn't pay me to redo it. True. Couldn't but pay me. Could not. I'm like, no. Thank you. You're thriving. 30 yeah. and thriving. 30s are great. I love how her book, though, starts with saying, like, the 30s are not the new 20s. And I was like, oh, fuck. Because I was kind of planning on it being <laughs> this, like, revolutionary decade for me. Yeah. But I see why she said that. Now so the that, book yeah. is split up into three sections. There is work. Then there's love. And then there's self, like, mind and body. So I wanted to go through some of my favorite sections and, like, give you a little snippet, guys. You don't have to read the book. You can just listen to this podcast. And then get your get your hot takes on some Ooh, of it. Oh, I love it. Also, right. Ella just finished reading it, too. Oh, did she? Yeah. How'd she, she like it? Well, it's funny because when we started dating, I was 28 and she was uh, – Ella is my fiancé. Fiancé slash my friend. Slash uh, Kelsey's friend. Yeah. Um, so when we started dating, Ella was 25 and I was 28. And I was like, you know, a book you should really read – I wish I had read it when I was 25, I read it when I was older, mm. um, is The Defining Decade. Mm. And her in classic 25-year-old fashion was like, fuck you. <laughs> Tell me to do something, I'm do the opposite. Then this year, at 28, as oh. Ella now is, she was like, wow, this book is... I wish I would have read it's that. It's really great, yeah. I mean, I, I already went through all this the hard way. Yeah. And I was like, meh, 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 meh. This is like cheat codes. Yeah. It is a little cheat code because you do feel like you know everything at that early age, or you're, or you know you don't know everything, and you're kind of an asshole mm-hmm. about it. Um, so the first section in work, she talks about uh, Meg J, the PhD, talks about collecting identity capital, and I was like, that's a big fancy word. I'm already out, and then I was like, well, let me give it another try. Okay, and she describes identity capital in your 20s as a collection of skills, relationships, and professional resources we build over our lives. She basically gives advice saying don't take a dead-end job uh, because GPAs and degrees don't really matter since everyone has them in our generation. And take the job with the most career capital where you'll build the most relationships, learn the most, and grow the most. Not necessarily make the most money. Correct. Thoughts. Thoughts. I think that's great. I think that it's not necessarily about making the most money if you're investing in your skill building. Yeah. So the absence of the money you're making there is something that you're making room for Ooh. kind of in the future. Ooh. Um, 
Alternatively, it might not be directly aligned with your interests, right. uh, but everything applies to everything. Like, to put it in really literal terms, when I was in college, one of the jobs I had was being an assistant to a director of this um, workshop mm. events. Mm -hmm. And uh, sh these workshops ran, they were workshops for the Graduate School of Journalism, um, and they ran all year round. So mm -hmm. over the summer, I had the job. Over spring break, I had a job. Winter, I had the job. It was great. Wow. And it really showed me a lot of event management. Wow. And it's not that I'm an event manager today. But basically. Well, I know <laughs> what people need yeah. when there's people in a room. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you'd be shocked that that, I mean, that for me was, I guess, it taught you about following up, about deadlines, about comfort about not just picturing the event in terms of the content but the the way people are going to receive the content sure you know did that did that like interest you at that age no what interested me was her and um <laughs> like, no not in this, oh okay I was like uh no she, gay by the way I don't know if we mentioned <laughs> I'm very gay but um no 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 I mean she was just um a real role model for me oh cool you know uh, and um, also the job was at the Graduate School of Journalism, which was three blocks from my That's apartment. That's nice. See, I think we are also, our age group sees people online more than they did 10 years ago, and it's like wish fulfillment in a way. And we're seeing people like, I have this weird fascination with Tana Mojo. I've never met her. I've never like understood why she does the things she does, but yeah. I am fascinated by the things she does because I realize she has a fuck ton of money, mm. She has what looks like a fuck ton of fun. Mm. I mean, she's very honest and self-aware that, like, she's a mess and she fucks up. But Is that she... the one that did TanaCon? TanaCon, yes. Oh. And, like, I think young people see that she's 21, 22, or whatever mm. she is, and she has millions of dollars. She's mm. doing, like, six-figure brand deals. And people think that that's, like, normal because she is so relatable. And I feel like you might have had a little bit of uh, influence in that where, like, you had so much success – early on and people got to like watch your growth success? Yeah, I'm, I'm making this, if you guys can't see, but I'm making this, huh, face? <laughs> because we don't know the deals, her brand deals. Yeah. We don't know how much money she's making. She we just, talks about it though. Sure, but well, also. yeah, I guess it's true. She I'll, might not be honest. And also like, well, she, I don't know. I'm not saying she's not. Yeah. I mean, sure, maybe. That's great. Um, but usually people don't talk about how much money they're right. making. It's very um, taboo. It, yeah, and also, when you're spending a lot of money, mm -hmm. you're not investing, you're not saving anybody. I yeah. mean, as silly as that sounds. So, you know, I don't think that that, that is a safe model. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah. I'm saying, like, did you have anyone in your life that was like, hey, you, Hannah, well, well, you're rich now? Like that? <laughs> or, or, like, hey, fucking save this. Like, oh. you're blowing up and you should probably save the money. Yeah. I just applied exactly the same lifestyle pattern that I had that had gotten me that far. Mm. And I just continued to do the same thing. Damn, so you were just raised right. Well, my dad told me to save 30% of every paycheck. Wow, that's and, a lot. And I was emancipated when I was like 16. Right. So right. by the time I was like 26. Right. I had already been, like, uh, independent for 10 years. Wow. And a lot of people, I think, could only, around 26, if, if they've gone to college or whatever, yeah. they've been independent for about four years, right? Sure. So it's just it's just all learning curves. Time. Yeah. Do you think that, like, it forced you to go into, like, survival mode because you did have all of those different kinds of jobs and you were able to, like, grow up pretty quickly? Yeah. I mean, I have no safety net. Yeah. There is no one to call mm. and be like, I need money. Mm. So... That I think has kicks been, you into a gear. It's been a real advantage. Yeah, for me, in my opinion, is that like you just have to know how to manage your money because 
you're trying to build for the rest of your your own life, life. Yeah. and also when you have people to support too, right? You know, because yeah, you talk about that in your book, buffering on Cherry Tales of a Life Fully Loaded. Oh my gosh! And you're working on your second, third, third book, third right book, now. baby, and it's a cookbook. It is. It's a light romp into the holidays. It's called My Drunk Kitchen Holidays, How to Savor and Celebrate the Year. Wow. Okay, that's not the tangent I meant to go on, but I did want to mention that in case you haven't read it. It's a really good book. I love it. Tickety-tickety tangent. Tickety-tickety tangent. <laughs> uh, did you, uh, going back to how this, like, oh, talks can, about. A word about managing money. Yeah. Um, just just to kind of sum that up. Um, yeah. I am I'm, I'm really grateful for the lessons in life I've had regarding money because it's taught me how to manage my money, knock on wood, pretty well. And I would yeah. say that if anyone's like, oh, I just don't even know about this, like um, I like your retirement plan or taxation for a freelancer or mm. health insurance or any of that stuff, the good news is is that the internet has so many incredible resources for right. it. Like the Financial Diet. That's a really right, great website. Right, right. Um, it's a podcast too, I think. Yeah. yeah. And there's a blog called The Points Guy. Like oh. I'm really big Wait, on I points. Have, I I subscribe to that. I get it every week. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. What's his name? He's nice. Couldn't Brian Kelly, I think, is his name. Nailed it. Anyways. Yeah, points matter. Yeah. Holy shit, I don't think we teach enough young people about fucking credit card points. We don't teach young people about credit. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. I still don't, to be honest. Or loans. And interestingly enough, again, I think that a lot of times people assume that uh, people who've had um, financial leverage, like somebody helping them pay for college, yeah. uh, are, have, have an advantage. Nope. No. You're totally disadvantaged because you're living in oblivion. Yeah. Not real life. That's uh, not yeah. normal. No, all the people I know who have their shit on track also are paying off student loans. Do you, like, look down upon people a little bit? Not That, really. like, don't have their financial shit together by the time they're 30? <laughs> financial shit together? No. Okay. I, I think that the idea that they can't... I look down on the idea that you can't get it together. Mm. Like, you that you can't understand it. Right, right. Because... You can. You ha- like you. You're choosing actively not to if you don't understand it. Yeah, by a and it, age, and I it's think. not like if you're if you you know read it and you're like I don't even know what that means. Ask someone who does. And it's not like insurance where you're like, wait, let me get this straight. I'm paying six hundred dollars a month to then also have to meet a minimum deductible of four thousand dollars <laughs> a month, which I'll never meet. So I'm just making sure that that's right. And people are like, yep. Yeah. And you're like. That doesn't make sense, but at least I'm on the same page as everyone else who doesn't fucking understand yeah. why it's the way it is. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to also talk about another section called weak ties, oh. which she describes as uh, weak ties. You have strong ties and weak ties in your personal relationships and your in your work re- working relationships. And weak ties, so people you like just kind of know as um, – what is it called? Acquaintances. Thank you. It's big words are hard for me. Uh, weak ties tend to be the best sources of employment, and a large network of weak ties gives you the broad, broadest reach and greatest perspective instead of a few very close ties. So her mm. advice is build up a network of weak ties, and instead of only spending time with your close friends, which bitches be doing in their 20s, that doesn't say that. That was my commentary on it. Uh, it's the people you rarely talk to who might lead to f- fortuitous relationships down the road and you want that broad exposure. Mm, do you that. have a lot of close friends or do you got a lot of acquaintances? I would say that where I would say that prior to where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. Um actually yeah, no, I have a I have a lot of acquaintances and a mm-hmm. handful of close friends who I would never ask for employment help. Really? Yeah. Is it because you don't like asking for help? No. Or you don't trust their employment. It's because you're too close. They know you mm. inside and out. It's almost like putting in like I don't know. It's like they know 
your flaws and your mm. strengths. And, and so, yeah. They know they you 360. You? Right. And Or do they want to be responsible? Or they love yeah. you. And do they want to be responsible no. for your financial gain? No. Right. But a weak tie is like, oh, Kelsey? Kelsey's great in a room. Yeah. Let's book her for that. Oh, that's a good point. And As it's opposed like to less... a strong tie who might be like, Kelsey, I don't know. She's kind of a shit in the pits kind of right shit now. Show. She's kind of in the pits right now. I don't know if we should she give her in. She could fucking handle that. So it's better to like not mix those kinds of relationships. I think that's really smart. And yeah. like I, as someone who has weirdly a lot of social anxiety when meeting new people, I always fear the follow-up. Mm. So like when I meet someone, I'm immediately like, what do I do? Do I grab coffee? Do I add them on Twitter? Are we lovers eat? now? <laughs> yeah. Are we dating? Is this serious? <laughs> like do you have any opinions on fall- keeping acquaintances of amok? Of, 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 of I mean – Fortunately, because of the work that we do in entertainment, I get to see my acquaintances at events. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in terms of like IRL, like I am mostly I spend the majority of my time with Ella, if yeah. not just by myself. I love to go to parties with people I like a lot. You invite people over to your house all the fucking time. Yeah. Why do you let people into that personal space? I only let personal people there. I don't know that that's true. I feel like you're like, hey, we're having a party after this party. You guys should come over. And I'm like, why would she invite all of these people? Yeah. But you you don't mind having – would you – are you someone that, like, at least you're controlling that energy yeah, and space? Yeah, I mean, I like it. I think that, like, um, we like to host because I like to play games. And mm-hmm. I like to get to know people. Um, and then – Go directly to bed. Yeah, the <laughs> end, you know? Um, with the weak ties, strong ties thing, I think a good way of looking at it also is like A, B, and C groups, right? Mm. So your C group is everyone you've ever met. Yeah. And through your C group, through like being at similar events, like for instance, yesterday I was at this um, Reach Higher College signing day mm, event. She's very popular. It was great. Oh, yeah, it was <laughs> Michelle, Michelle Obama. Obama. I got to hug Michelle Obama <laughs> What'd yesterday. What she smell like? I didn't smell her. What? I didn't Did you sm- black out? I don't Were know. Were you trying to be present? I just what made, happened? Oh, I made a joke. <laughs> oh, uh, she laughed? She said uh, the the people I was there with also, because it was group photos, um, were similar to my height of 5'3". And they were like, sorry, we're so short. And Michelle Obama said, oh, everybody's short to me. And I said, that's why you have to reach higher. Nice. And then she laughed and she goes, okay, like, ha I know why they pay you the big bucks. And I was like, hey. And then you felt validated for the rest of your eternity? I blacked out, as you said. Wow. I just remember. I don't even know if I ever looked at the lens even once. Wow. You know? I just was like, oh. It was worth it? It was. Did you get, like, a selfie or anything? Or is it not that kind of thing? Not that kind of thing. Oh, that's unfortunate. Very secret service. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I guess she gets that for the rest of her life, huh? That's the, that's the gig. I don't want to be president. I don't care. Um, so strong ties, weak ties. You were at an event. Oh, ABC. Yeah. So, um, someone who I see a lot uh-huh. is Scott from Pentatonics. Love him. Scott Hoying. Great guy. Great. Um, we see each other at friend events. We see each other at event events. And it's always so nice because I know I can go get a, and give him a, a real hug. Ah, yes. Like we can actually hug each yes. other. Not like, hey, but like, oh, good hi, to see you. good to see you. Yeah. But like a, ah, oh, yay. Okay, yeah, bye. you're here. You're here. Okay, bye. Yeah. You know, kind of hug. Yeah. And, um, I would say that like. In terms of A, B, and C groups, C being your broadest, it's through moments like that that your C's trickle into your B's. Mm, you know and what I mean? those are the ones that you would feel comfortable being like, hey, you would recommend him and he would recommend you. Correct. And then it's not weird. But you're not like inviting him over to like, he's not in your, your number one He's not in my text. A group. He's not in my A group. Yeah. That's yeah. how I would think about it is like if they're in your immediate group text, don't ask them for a job. Yeah. And don't give those people jobs. Um, you can encourage them. Yeah, sure. And you can... You can cultivate something together. I love the word cultivate. Yeah. It makes me think of a yeast infection a little bit, 
but yep. I still really like it. I see that. I get that. Okay. I, I felt that. It's culture. I think yeah. cult of it. Yeah. Um, okay, talking about the segment, she talks about why life should look better on Instagram. Uh, she reminds people that very few people reach their potential in their 20s. It's more likely to happen in your 30s, 40s, or even 50s. So stop focusing on glory or impressing other and focus on what you want to do with your life. If that means moving to Nashville and settling down, do it. You don't have to become a rocket surgeon. What's a rocket surgeon? Not a clue. Her <laughs> case studies and like, there's a little bit like I was like, mm, maybe there should have been a co-author. Yeah. With this book, it's not. I won't. I would not say it is well written. No. I will say it's well collected. Yes. You know what I mean? Great point. Yeah. It's not like you're like, wow, that was beautiful. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. write that down in my journal. Yeah. Later. No, no, I'm gonna put that up on the wall. Like, but it's just like reaffirming. I think of like, it really is true that there's this feeling that you need to do everything in your 20s, or you're you're behind, or you're watching other people do things that you're not it's comparison is the thief of joy as they oh, say yes comparison is death um <laughs> ju- if instagram hurts your feelings stop looking at it and t- i don't think we realize how much it's affecting us i don't think we'll know until like 10 years from now i was having this discussion with someone last night as we played Catan. i lost not important uh how i'm hoping <laughs> i'm hoping instagram will be a phase What's in a strategy? weird way are you longest um, road kind no, of person what's I, your deal i was trying to build cities because i was on mm. ore and wheat but mm. my numbers there was not a single eight ruled the whole game and there was barely any sixes Shit. And those are the two most common. Don't you hate when that happens? I fucking planned my whole thing on we the gotta, board. We got to, dude, we got to Catan it out. We do. Just, I need a redemption from last night. Yeah. Anyways, I was talking with the person that I was playing with saying that I'm hoping Instagram will be something of just this decade. Like, five years from now, we'll be like, oh my God, people used to make their living off of this. Or people used to put their validation and their weight in social media. And I'm hoping that things like, you know, Twitter will stay around because that's where I think you can get news and there's a little bit more of a passive community, but there's something about, like, the groupthink death trap that Instagram has a hold of. Maybe that's just me personally. Were you in high school when Facebook came out? No. College? First year of college. First year of college. Yeah. Same. Well, no, when it came out, I was in high school, but yeah. I wasn't on it. Right, because you weren't allowed to be. No. Yeah. So I <clears throat> am forever grateful that I was mm. in college when it came out and Bless. that it didn't have... When Facebook came out, it didn't have the wall. You couldn't, mm. you had, it was a resume basically. Yeah. Kind of like a LinkedIn. It reminded yeah, yeah, me of LinkedIn. I wish with every fiber of my being that they had kept Facebook 18 and up. Yeah. I really, really think it is super toxic. It's, I don't even really use it anymore. Do I, you? Well, for kids, I mean, no, I haven't had a private account in eight years. Do you keep a public business? I, page? I, have, a, I have a page. Yeah. It's uh, at yeah, facebook.com slash. Hannah Hart official. There you you go. can go to see some fun moments. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I, I am so glad that I am not – to think about my 13, 14, mm. 12 fi- year old self clicking – debating about clicking like on, like, a boy's photo. Ugh, I just got Or, like, like putting up a photo and, and, and seeing that someone you kind of had a crush on – Tap, double tapped it and then reading so much into that and just like all that stuff is so toxic. Do you want to hear a thing I heard on a different podcast that I'm not going to name because I don't think it's a very healthy podcast? Whatever. I'm just going to give you the tidbit and hear what you have to say about how unhealthy this is. They were talking about if you really want to see if the person you're in a relationship with is like committed or like whatever to you, you make a fake Instagram oh account. Oh my god. Then you only follow that person, your significant other. Then you go to the activity page because you know how you can see like 
uh, what's the page called? Let me see here. Uh, you can see other people's activity? It's, um, oh, you know, the activity page, following. So this oh, is the activity page. I never so click the on that. Me neither, because we probably have too many followers. Uh, but so you would follow just your significant other and only your significant other's activity. So anytime they like someone's photo, comment on someone's photo, start following a new person. Oh, man, just scrolling through this, it looks like Katie Couric <laughs> is cheating on you with the Holocaust. Oh, my God, where'd the Holocaust come from? It's probably some anniversary. Oh, probably. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty wildly unhealthy. Like, yeah. there are... Sorry, I stepped on your toes. Here. It was fine. Um, my bad. Uh, there's, it's too, it gives me too much anxiety to try and keep up with what my significant other's doing on their social media page, let alone myself. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care, she says in a Russian accent. I don't care. Speaking about significant others, let's go to the love section. Yeah. Um, I was, I had thoughts on this and I want to hear your thoughts. She does a whole section about not waiting too long to get into a serious relationship. Yeah. She says, don't be afraid to get into a serious relationship early because our generation thinks that you're just going to basically fuck your way through your 20s. And then you're 30 and you wake up and you're like, oh, God. I felt like this was tailored to a very specific type of person Mm. that maybe she encountered a lot in her sessions or something. Mm. But basically the gist of it is for people that are like, oh, I can date this guy, but it doesn't really matter. Oh, I'm going to date this person a little bit. Or, oh, it doesn't really matter. I know he's an asshole, but I'm not going to be with them forever. Exactly. But you're you're developing habits. Right. Or I know he's an idiot, but I'm not going to be with him forever. Is that you're taking the time you could be spending in other avenues of your life, Mm. whether it's in yourself, in your work, in your family, um, or in dating other people, and you're pouring that energy into this, into this activity. So I think, I think that that, for me, that that's the takeaway, is think of relationships like, I don't know, you have to think of them like, almost like solar systems. Tickety, tickety, tangent, or whatever. (laughs) But it's like, is this person a black hole? Ooh, and how, yeah. how close can you get to a black hole before you get sucked in? My thing was always, like, in my early 20s was thinking, like, if I know I'm not going to even, fe- like, give a, a funny thought about marrying this person, I'm not going to date them seriously. Like, unless I could seriously see myself being with the one, I'm not going to put a label on it. Like, it's just fuck buddy status. Mm. Because I always thought, what, why waste the time? Why? It really is like a black hole. It's just sucking out pieces of your life that could be spent other ways in a different moon yeah galaxy and i think that if you're dating someone and when they call your stomach drops break up with that person as soon as you safely can god amen to that i'm thinking of so many people right now in my head (laughs) rolodex is just going through um i thought this one was also a controversial take of miss j or dr J. I should say um picking your family she says your significant other's family is as important as they are. And her advice is if you can't stand your partner's family, it's not going to be good for the relationship and is a serious consideration for whether or not you should continue. I think that's a little too heteronormative. Ooh, amen, sister a friend. A little bit waspy on that one. Yeah. Hey, you know, like if you hate the way they spend Carbonical day, <laughs> which sounds like I don't know some like northeastern yeah like right? Hampton's yeah right bullshit. it's like what yeah. oh if you hate the way they serve mint juleps yes um that to me felt a little heteronormative because a lot of people um especially in queer relationships mm-hmm. um have their found families and mm-hmm. they find solace in each other for uh, aspects of family that 
have been painful, yeah. like being rejected or being ostracized right. or um, worst of all, like apathy, you Ooh, know, yeah. like if your parents are like, well, you can go do whatever you want. And then when you bring over your partner, they're like, how's your friend? Yeah. Like, Not my friend. Yeah. We're, we're best friends, guys. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. sleep in the same room. We've been together for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. We're just friends. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm uh, in a relationship. I'm in a hetero relationship. Uh, and I don't really like uh, my the things that my partner's parents do. And I've been very vocal about it. And I think, if anything, it's helped us have conversations around hard topics like that, talking about Which, as, as we know, in the post-2016 decade, is our social responsibility. Ooh, we have to. Absolutely. We cannot just be like... Passive. We can't be like, if you're on your way, if you're at a family gathering and your parent or your SO's parent says something offensive on the way back from a movie, mm-hmm. the discomfort you feel in that car mm-hmm. is nothing compared to the discomfort mm-hmm. being experienced by oppressed communities in America. Exactly. You and know? that's Be like, you know, yeah. it's actually more complicated than that. Or like, it seems a little racist. Or like, can we use this as a moment to share experiences right. with each other yeah. in this safe space? Let me ask you what you think if you, you know, because speaking shit about my boyfriend's family, I should talk shit about my own family. I have a very right-winged uh, Republican family, not my immediate, but, you know, cousins, uncles. And I am now the person that they make fun of every holiday who's Mm -hmm. like oh well we can't say that because Kelsey's here or be careful because Kelsey's here and it feels like I don't know that I'll ever get through to some of these people that are in their 60s 70s that have have decided that this is who they are and so do you think it's beneficial for someone who might be in a similar position to me where it's like at some point do you just stop I (laughs) don't I don't really have extended family Mm -hmm. um but I'd like to imagine that if I felt close to them, mm. I would ask, maybe there's a new kind of question you could ask. Like, can I ask how old you were when you started feeling that way? Ooh, whoa, fucking deep, Hannah. Right? Like, yeah. one time, like, if you're, you've got an uncle in Arizona, which I do have, who's like, Mexicans are coming over on buses to ruin our schools. Jesus. And you're just like. Wow, that's specific. But he, he actually said that once. Wow. Last time I was ever at a family reunion, actually. And the that. last time you were there? <laughs> yeah, it's not really making me chomp at the bit. Um, <laughs> but they're great people. Yeah, but, sure. Um, <clears throat> but no, I'm sure they are. But, you know, I always, I think about that moment a lot because it made me. Lose respect for him. Totally. And I wish I had fought to find respect for him I, in that moment. Be like, I'm sorry. Like, like or just a way to open it up to be like, I want to, I want to believe that right. the way you feel is founded in something other than... Fox News? Like, yeah. I just think it's new, like news-related. I'm just so curious as to what yeah. aspects of your life have been actively harmed. Right. Personally. Personally, right. like, yeah. Yeah, you know? Yeah, that's a good That's a good question. That's a really good advice. And because usually it's like, well, I started feeling this way when I was uh, being beaten by my own father. Right. <laughs> and you're like, oh. So this is your... Got it. Okay, got it. Got you're it. just uh, taking the hate that... Okay, yeah. got it, got yeah. it, got it. Um, that was really insightful of you. Oh, and of you. Um, let's go to... <laughs> okay, last love one. Uh, she talks about what's called being in life. Ooh, with I, someone? I think, yeah. It's, mm. it's supposed to be. Uh, she gives the advice 
To travel to a third world country with someone is the best way to stress test a relationship. You can't escape each other. It'll be a little stressful, and you'll have to do things besides go on dates and have sex. This hit me to my core. Yeah. Because my partner and I have only been on vacations where we've been in very comfortable situations. Mm. I don't. I am an uncomfortable traveler. Like, mm. any kind of travel makes me stressed out. So I feel like, in a way, I've been uncomfortable and and we've worked through it together but third world country yeah wow jesus that seems like a very like a missions trip yeah you should go jehovah's witness with your with your partner or something <laughs> that'll really test you yeah uh again like i think that this is the like you know privilege part yeah of the perspective um like i don't know why you would go to a third world country <laughs> Unless you were doing something, something for the third world, right? Don't go there and be miserable. I mean, yeah, and I'm like, is what's Thailand? I know people go there. I and just Bali. got back is that from a Thailand. Second world? I think it's second worldy. I have no idea. I, you know what? Google it right now. Okay. That way, second look, guys, world. we're educating ourselves right now it's to see what it's all about. It's a developing. It's yeah, so it's second world, second world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Second world. Yeah. So yeah, to go to a third world country that is extreme. That is. Well, I mean, I hope you. Go, if you want to go, do some service. Do it. Do it. Go but for don't it. go there to test your relationship. I think traveling together is yeah. stressful enough. Totally. You know, it like, doesn't matter what what privilege you have when it comes to traveling. That's it. Doesn't make your problem any less severe. And especially like I can speak from insane agoraphobia and panic disorder that planes will test me no matter who I'm with. Mm. You know what tests me? Hmm. Food served in hotels. Why? Well, listen. <laughs> we went on a staycation. We stayed in LA and went on a staycation. Cute. Yeah, it's cute. And uh, for for our first Valentine's or something. And it just got real serious, you guys. We went to, I'm not ashamed to admit it, we went to Shutters. <laughs> Oh. In Santa Monica. That's a gorge It's location. a gorgeous location. Oh, very expensive, overpriced. Yeah. And I, I hate nothing more than spending money on a luxury, quote unquote, experience that is not luxury. Sure. Hate it. I know it sounds like, wow, what a bitch. Sorry. No, but it's true. You get what you pay for. The, the food, uh-huh. the French, everything was frozen and heated. Oh. So all the food was like vacation resort, basically Disneyland level pricing for like... If you order, like, oh, I want steak and fries or whatever, uh-huh. and they bring you the frozen fat fries that are, por- like, more microwave like, than, like... Like cafeteria fries. Like cafeteria fries. Like buffet fries. Right. That's I was like, bullshit. That's bullshit. For a $40 meal? Yikes. That feels like quite the waste. I was so upset. So do you have, like, a go-to... Oh, it didn't test our relationship. No, me. I was going to say, how'd that, uh... No, no. Ella was just like, that's the thing about Hannah. And I was like... <laughs> This is a thing about me. <laughs> Just in case you needed to know. I was like, wow. Did it, did it not bother her? Or was she just not as bothered? Not as bothered, probably. Mm. You know? Isn't that funny that that's, those are the kind of things you find out about a significant other traveling? It was like, huh, I didn't realize that like you had to have your own toothpaste when you travel or whatever. Mm. Oh Very specific. I found out a fun fact. I have never really had a lot of cavities. And this oh, year I've started developing cavity, <gasps> cavities. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so weird. Why? I started getting cavities over the last couple of years. I was at the dentist. And uh, the very talkative, super lovely dental hygienist informed me that cavities are based off of um, the bacteria your body develops. Oh, no. So she asked me, does Ella get a lot of cavities? I was like, oh, Ella's got cavities her whole life. Hell 
Uh-huh. Bitch gave you cavities? Yeah, just too <gasps> sweet. No, but you can share, like, we share if we share a toothbrush or if we fucking make out and Do shit. Do you share a toothbrush? Well, sometimes we have, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, not Ew. like, it's not like a thing, but we have. <laughs> okay, as long as I know that there are two separate toothbrushes There are toothbrushes two toothbrushes in, your in our bathroom okay, currently. just making sure. Mine's black, hers is an Oral-B with a spinny head. Got it. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I, w- I told Ella, I was like, you gave me fucking cavities. And she was like, that's crazy. And I was like, yeah. The end. Ella's so cute. I could already <laughs> see it in her voice, her going, what? Yeah. That's crazy. crazy. Wow. <laughs> exactly yeah. how she talked. You know, at first she was like, no. Yeah, okay, maybe. Wow. I yeah. don't think, I feel like we don't hear enough about that, though. Isn't that fascinating? That is fascinating. Well, because I know when you... Um, first start when you first start hooking up with someone different, you tend to break out because your skin oils don't match. And so when you're kissing and mm-hmm. and your chins rub together, then all of a sudden you break out and you're like, Why? Mm-hmm. Why am I breaking out when I just found someone cute who mm-hmm. I like that it's I want to It's all their microbes all the on the surface of yeah. their body. Say microbes again. Microbes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I want to get to the last section of the book because we only have a couple more minutes with you because you're a very busy lady. Yeah. This is the body and brain section. Mm. Um, and I wrote down one section because I thought it would just like spoke to me okay. in my soul. Okay. It's called Calm Yourself. People in their 20s and in this generation react worse than normal to negative information. We take it more personally, especially when it involves criticism of competence. Many people try to change their feelings by quitting their situation, their job or the relationship, causing them instead of addressing the feelings or conflict. The crazy anxiety many people in their 20s have makes them constantly fear being broken up with, fired, dropped, not being good enough. This can lead them to quit or end relationships themselves so they don't get surprised. People think that the minute things go wrong, they're going to get fired, but jobs aren't that fragile, and neither are relationships. If you run to someone else to make you feel better when something bad happens, you further weaken your own ability to make yourself feel better. Her advice was, learn to calm yourself the fuck down to realize these little setbacks are not huge issues, that life goes on, and stop relying on other people to cheer you up. Wow. Wow. You, though, are very self-reliant. You oh. probably can't relate to this as much as I, codependent Kelsey, can. But now that you're entering into a marriage, marriage. a legal binding marriage, yeah. do you find yourself at all feeling like you rely on Ella more than you've ever relied on someone in your whole life? And is that scary for you? Yes. And mm. yes. And um, it's an active conscious choice I have to make with my mind mm. to give things to Ella that I have to I have to trust. Whoa. And it's really, really, really hard to do. Yeah. Something that helped me out um, was our couple therapist said this. It's like if you give Ella a task, like um, can you make sure we book a reservation mm-hmm. for Maggie's graduation? My little sister's mm-hmm. graduating. Maggie's great. You know? Every day I've asked her, did you book it? Did oh, you book it? Fuck. And our couple therapist previously has told me that when I give when we trust each other with things, we're trusting each other to do it. But we have to accept that we're trusting them to do it on their own timeline. Fuck. I cannot. I can't. I'm not. I, I'm I gonna, cannot. I know. I'm going to book it. <laughs> I'm going to book it. Um, yeah, I know. And it's a really hard thing. But you have to realize that you're trusting them to do it. You just aren't saying do it the way I want it to be done. Because if you do wanted you know. it done the way you want it to be done, you should you do, do it, it yourself. yourself. 
Right. So, but then I'm that way with so how do you survive that planning feeling? everything. I don't know. I'm in process, man. I have no Especially idea. Especially because you guys are planning a fucking wedding. I mean, we each have different strengths. Like, I'm really good at not getting taken advantage of. Yeah. Spending money well and yeah. at not being scared to go, um, no, that's not going to work for us. Oh, wow. You know? Like, if someone's like, I love this, and I'm like, I don't like it. I'm not the kind of person that's like, yeah, definitely. Wow. I'm the kind of person that's like. I don't love it. Yeah. Yeah. So there needs to be that when you're making yeah. huge financial decisions like yeah. in a wedding. I mean, and and also I am very comfortable telling people when I'm not happy. <gasps> I don't know how like to do that. Give tell me how. Uh I don't know. It just is like Do you consider yourself a people pleaser? I consider myself an over um like a hyper vigilant over actualizer so like if anything I'm always trying to like if someone starts talking to me about something I'm always trying to like really like okay I'm yeah. really in it with you uh-huh. you know as opposed to like being um, a witness mm. to their, to whatever is mm. going on you know that's like I would say I used to think of myself as like a hyper caretaker but I've gotten really good at um, trying not to self-sacrifice uh. for unnecessarily totally you um, want to have to be protected which is really that. hard though yeah. you know do you think you're too empathic or do you not like that word oh well when i say people i'm talking about c group Mm. a group it's really hard yeah you have to be cautious because you care about the feelings of the other person right if i'm on the phone with someone and they're like um oh sorry we we know you brought your car in to be fixed but um we broke it oh god i'm really comfortable being like well i am going to come by on wednesday and pick it up and they're like well well, how are we gonna have it done by wednesday and i'm like uh, honestly, that's not my question to answer. So Damn. I will see you on Wednesday or we will reduce the rate of the invoice. <gasps> wow. So you tell them. With it. So I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I That's a superpower, dude. Not a lot of people, I feel like, especially women, I don't think have that that superpower. I don't feel bad about it. That I, sh- why? <laughs> Asperger's? I don't I mean- know. <laughs> I mean, like, that's good. Like, I wish I had what you're talking about right now. And I wish a lot more young women had that I don't know. It doesn't strike empathy in me. Hmm. Because if you're – because it's not that side of the brain. Right. If someone's like – Your logic. You're like, well, this is what it is. Right. The car's not fixed. I know you said you wanted a a white – um, a white blouse, um, but they didn't have any white blouses, so here are some pinks. You're like, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, or if it's, I want, I know you said you want a white blouse, but we didn't have any. And it's like, oh, it has to be white. Yeah. Because the scene is about a wedding. Yeah. And it needs to match this other shirt, yeah. which I gave you. Right. You know what I mean? There's a difference. There's a difference. There's, you're like, you're this, not like an asshole. No, this time to be yeah. flexible. You're like, ah, eh, pink's fine. Great. And it's like that energy thing we were talking about. It's like how far can you Who cares? You and that's why this section really like bummed me out so much is because I take, I think, everything personally. Okay, wait. Yeah, this reminds me of what I really wanted to say, <laughs> yes. which is actually an epiphany that, again, mm. um, comes from not me, but Ella. But like, oh. it makes perfect sense that our generation is so anxious Yeah. because- we saw the recession happen. Right. We have watched as the world, we are the generation that is like a part of accepting climate change. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And the, the, like only the, our like older siblings immediately above us. Right. Like are also part of that. Right. We saw the market crash. Mm-hmm. We like, of course we're we insecure about, elected. <laughs> saw Donald Trump get elected. Yeah. Of course we feel insecure and like right. there's not any stability. Why? Well, I don't know. My parents don't have a retirement account. Wow. 
Duh. Fuck. Like, they, everybody I know lost their houses. Like, right? So why yep. wouldn't we be like, oh, shit, I hope I can keep this job. And it makes it harder for us to make decisions, especially when it comes to finances. Like, I know. Because they're important. Yeah. Exactly. I do agree that a big... I would say calm down, not because your feelings are irrational. There calm you go. down because you need to be calm to make good decisions. Boom. That's a great wrap up. Shit. Yeah. You're so smart, Hannah. Well, thank you for doing this. Thank you for recommending that book to me. I can't wait. I've already recommended it to two other people who already bought it and read it. Um, where can people. Don't thank me. Thank Mike Green, Papa oh. Green Nerd. Papa, Papa Daddy Green, uh, thank you for recommending this to Hannah. Um, I know you you have a thousand things going on between the podcast and the Ellen Tube. Can tell, tell the people where they can follow you and find you. You can find me across the board on the internet at Harto, H-A-R-T-O, on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, coming up soon on my YouTube channel, we have oh. the one and only Kelsey herself. Oh, my God. Who goes on quite the journey with me. Oh, Jesus. As we taste, like, $20 <sighs> store wine. the worst day of my life. One of them was purple. Ew. It oh, was... sorry. Not purple like in a good way. Purple like a smoothie. <laughs> Yeah, it was the color of Gak. I don't know why they were so creamy. I, I will never be able to get the film off of the back of my tongue from that day. I can't get the film off the camera. <laughs> um, also, watch all all your um, Ellen Tube stuff, and also go listen to Hannah. Did this. Ellen pay you? Why are you pushing this? No, because I really liked it. It's a great show. Go ahead and watch it. But I'd rather you pre-order my book or go subscribe to my podcast. <laughs> well, I figured that's the thing you're pushing right now, right? No, your podcast is uh, the the self-help podcast that just can't help itself. That's right. I remember when you pitched us that log line when you first had started it, and I was just like, fuck, that's good. Thanks, baby. So go listen, especially if you like have mental health, which is everybody, so everybody go listen. Hannah Hart, thanks for coming. You're the best. Thank you, Kelsey. Bye. 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 <laughs>